Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Colin Barry. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Howard Wassell. Howard is the Director of Sales Engineering at Conga. Thanks for joining us today, Howard. It's great to have you with us. Well, thanks a lot for the invitation, Colin. Good to be here. Super. Uh, so today, myself and Howard are going to discuss all things CLM, or Contract Lifecycle Management, uh, to be precise. We'll touch on some of the key trends Howard has seen in the market, get an insight into some of the core capabilities of a CLM solution, the role of automation, how customers can plan for success, as well as get a vision of what the future may hold for CLM. So to kick things off, I'd love if you could give our listeners just a bit of a background about yourself, Howard, and your journey to becoming Director of Sales Engineering at Conga. Sure. Yeah, so I've been in the industry for uh, many years now, way back when starting uh, developing software for a living, but I've moved through a number of uh, enterprise organizations, usually running pre-sales teams, professional services teams. I ended up joining Conga just over three years ago now and have since then specialized in contract lifecycle management and um, around a year or so now moved into the role of Director for Sales Engineering for Northern Europe, but still very much concentrating on CLM. Fantastic. And obviously, as we know, the last year and a half has been, you know, seen a lot of disruptions for many companies. But in this turbulent period, it's also provided many opportunities. And with regards to CLM and the CLM space, you know, have you seen any shifts in the market? Uh, You know, what are you seeing there? I think I've definitely seen an uptick in interest in CLM from the back of it. Um, Obviously, with everybody working remotely, it's no longer possible to wander down the hall, talk to some in the legal department, discuss a new contract, ask them to work on it, ask about the status of that. We're now having to do all of that remotely. And a a CLM platform really drives that process through. It enables us to request contracts on a self-service basis. It enables us to check the status of the contract. It enables the the legal team to work against contracts and work against the CLM platform itself from Outlook and Word as they used to. But all of that can now run remotely. And uh, as I say, what we've seen is an uptick in interest in CLM driven by the new remote working world. Yeah. And... You kind of touched on a few things there, and obviously, like a, a CLM solution can be used in you know many scenarios. Could you briefly describe some of the common use cases you're seeing for it? Absolutely. Um, I mean, as well as the the standard scenario, you you want to create a new contract for a, a customer or a supplier. Um, we're also seeing use for organisations that today just simply don't have visibility into their contracts. They've got a lot of their contracts with customers, with suppliers, a whole legacy set of those, and at the moment. If they want to understand those contracts, it's very much a manual process. They have to find the contract, read through it, gain and understand it from there. With a CLM platform, you can create a repository of those contracts and you can then search against those to find the contracts you're looking for. And you can report against them and truly understand those contracts, understand when they're going to expire so you don't miss expiration of contracts. Again, you can make sure you get your renewals in place. But on top of that, we're seeing more use of a, a CLM platform for registry purposes as well. So, for example, with the, the recent um, changes around LIBOR and the fact that LIBOR as an index of uh, interest rates within financial services organisations will be disappearing at the end of this year in Europe, there's a whole repapering exercise of contracts that needs to take place. You need to understand your existing contracts, decide which new interest rate or index you're going to move those to and repaper them. That repapering process is ideally driven by a CLM platform. Yeah, that's some great points there. And 
That's an interesting one about the LIBOR. So, yeah, no, thanks for that. And obviously the CLM, uh, you know, process is made up of a number of steps, you know, in that process. Are some more important to get right than others or are they as equally important? Depends upon what the, the customer is looking for. Now, if I define how we look at the, the life cycle of the contracts, it's all the way from a, from a contract being requested um, I, um, if it's a contract to be created using your own internal contractual templates, it's got to be generated or it might be imported. You know, it, might, it could be a customer's contract or a supplier's contract you're bringing in. But from there, we need to negotiate it, redline it. We need to drive approvals from that. We need to capture obligations. Uh, we need to then be able to search against that, that library of contracts, report against those. And at the appropriate time, we may need to amend those contracts. We may need to renew them. We may need to terminate them. Now, Based upon the requirements of the customer, some or all of those could be more important. Again, if, if all they're really interested in is searching, then it's ingesting contracts, the existing legacy contracts, and then being able to search a report against them. But if you truly want to automate the end-to-end life cycle of that, they, they're all equally as important. If you really want to concentrate on life after contract signature, then maybe the obligations are a very key part for you. So that's that importance is it's not something you can cover off generally it really is driven by the business requirements of the customer in question okay yeah and and if i'm looking at it from just purely a, a customer point of view and i'm researching and i'm looking for a clm vendor mm. now what are some of those core capabilities you know that i should be considering or looking out for so again i mean i i'll be looking for a strong single repository that you can truly search and do report against you've got to be able to understand your contracts it's key that any CLM platform you bring into your business can be integrated to your other platforms within there, your CRM platform, your ERP platform, your finance platforms. So make sure that integration capability is in place, um, you know, particularly with your CRM platform. A lot of requests for contracts are driven um, from salespeople, for example. So make sure that integration is there tight or even that it runs on, on the platform itself. Um, also, consider change management. As well, you know, bringing a CLM platform on board can be a huge change within an organization. So maybe look for one that reuses your existing tooling. Look for a platform where your legal team continue looking, continue using Outlook and continue using Word as they do today, but they are integrated into the CLM platform. So look for ease of use, ease of change while you're looking for it as well. And this is just a question from my own point of view. Uh, when you're thinking about that repository, uh, you know, does it come with templates or, you know, will you have to have created your own kind of contracts? Um, most customers we work with, almost all really, will be creating their own templates. Now, you can take your existing contracts and your existing templates as a baseline for doing so. With most, if not all, CLM platforms, you can start with a Word document. You can start with one of your existing Word contract templates and mark those up so they'll now work with the CLM platform. So from that perspective, the job isn't huge. And with the tools available today, really something the legal team themselves can undertake. Yeah, yeah, very good. And at Pexify, we have a number of employees who are CLM certified. So we understand, you know, these projects can vary greatly in complexity depending on the size, you know, yeah. of the business or the processes involved. But in your experience, what are some of the kind of the challenges or common pitfalls around you're seeing around CLM implementations? I think one we always see is 
trying to take your existing way of working and impose that upon the CLM platform. You know, the CLM platform gives you a lot of opportunities to automate the end-to-end contract lifecycle. So do take advantage of that. Also, don't assume that because you have 20 contract templates today, you necessarily need 20 contract templates in a new solution. The CLM platforms, the templating capabilities within them, for example, include conditionality. So you may you may find that where you've got subtle variations between templates today, you could bring that down to a single template and use conditions to generate the actual version you need. So do look at what the CLM platform can give you. Don't assume today, you know, that that what you do today is the right way of operating necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And when implementing CLM, uh, you know, a company must consider it alongside a broader kind of technology roadmap. And in your experience, how can a client kind of secure a, su- a successful outcome? Should they consider making a roadmap uh, or a plan for that implementation? I, I, absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, a, a CLM platform is is an is an enterprise capability you're potentially bringing into your organisation. So, you know, if, if 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 it's a large program for you to bring that in there, consider it as if you're considering a CRM platform or even an ERP platform and plan it correspondingly, but plan it in stages if you want to. You don't have to do a big bang approach with it. You can do things in steps. And just thinking about those steps, um, you know, what, uh, have you got an example of maybe some of those steps or um, how can a client go about kind of starting to organize themselves and prepare for that uh, roadmap? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, what I've seen with customers is that they they look at their existing set of contracts and the existing set of templates they use today. They they look to determine where they could gain most most benefit. Um, you know, for example, we we do we do undertake business transformation analysis with some of our customers to really understand where they could gain most benefit, which contract types they could gain most benefit from, and perhaps target those as a starting point. Other organizations may say, actually, what I'd like to do, because my legal team um, spends a lot of time looking at NDAs, maybe we could fully automate that end-to-end NDA process and, and, and take, you know, and so essentially a, an easy first step to take, automate NDAs, and then start looking at more complex contracts as you go forward. Very good. And kind of once a vendor is selected and the implementation project uh, project is underway, uh, one area that can sometimes be forgotten about, and you, you kind of touched on it previously, especially around post-implementation, is change management. Yes. What advice would you give to companies uh, on how to approach this? I mean, really, as I say, treat it, treat it as another enterprise project within your organization. But uh, understand all the stakeholders involved in your contracts today. You're going to have the sales team. You're going to have commercial teams, you know, finance, you know, other finance teams. If you're in financial services, you, you could well have the risk department being involved in contracts. And of course, the legal team who uh, do today generally take the largest load of, of work on contracts within any organization. So properly understand the interactions and the flows between those departments before you start. And then identify where you can gain benefit from the automation of contracts within there, from the management of approvals that the CLM platform can give you in there as well. But start off with that understanding first, and then you can phase your implementation from there. Uh, very good, yeah. And you, you've kind of touched on automation uh, you know, a couple of times. Could you just describe to me the importance of automation within like Conga CLM and, and the role it plays? Absolutely. One of the areas we do talk about is 
how automation within a CLM platform can enable the legal team to now concentrate on the most important contracts within an organization. So they could be the most complex, the highest value, the riskiest. Today, if you look at what a legal team can be undertaking before a CLM platform is put in place, they're touching every contract. They're touching NDAs, they're touching master agreements, they're touching statements of work, irrespective of the complexity of them, irrespective of the value of them to an organization. With automation via a CLM platform, we can start to fully automate end-to-end some of those contracts. So an NDA, for example, we can drive self-service for the sales team to request an NDA within the CLM platform. The platform will gather the necessary information from the salesperson, create a first version of that contract, and send it out via direct integration to a signing platform to the end customer for their signature. The legal team never need to touch that. The legal team would be involved in defining the template, but that could be the end of the interaction that they need. And you can do that with increasingly complex templates and and contracts today as well, but also with automation of approvals, where today a request or approve a contract could sit in somebody's inbox for days before they can actually get to it. With a CLM platform, we can notify them that's there in, in, in a number of ways. We can escalate if they don't approve it within a certain time. So we can reduce the time to go through those approval processes. We can approve, reduce the time to get through the end-to-end lifecycle of those contracts as well. Yeah, fantastic. And kind of getting to maybe some of the interesting parts about maybe looking a bit further down the road, hmm. you know, where do you see the kind of innovations happening in and around CLM? And, you know, how is maybe AI or machine learning playing a part in this? Absolutely. There's there's a lot of interest in the use of AI and particularly machine learning now within CLM. So a number of vendors today will provide you capabilities to use machine learning to identify values and clauses within contracts automatically. So where previously, if you brought a third party's contract into the platform or you were examining your legacy contracts, there'd be a large manual process to go through and mark interesting clauses, mark values and fields, dates, values within there, and then be able to take the contract forward from there. With the use of machine learning today, we can identify those clauses automatically and we can identify those fields automatically as well. So we can offload all of that effort away from the legal team into a machine learning platform. But there's also now increasing use of machine learning to enable the risk analysis of contracts and understanding how risky or not individual contracts are based upon the language that's in them, based on values that's within them, based even upon the customer or supplier we're working with as well. You can evaluate risk and report upon that. We're also seeing the use of machine learning in enabling the redlining process. So where a contract or a version of a contract would come back in from a third party as part of negotiation, a machine learning platform can go through and redline risky or or sections of that contract that are known that you won't accept automatically up front. Again, saving that whole analysis phase for the legal team in doing so, really helping them do that. And even we've we've seen it to the point where you can you, you can use machine learning to essentially create heat maps within the negotiation process as well, highlighting which areas of the contract you should be concentrating on within the legal team. So there's a lot of innovation now happening around the use of machine learning contracts. I don't think we'll see the uh, them ever replacing the legal team within an organisation. There's always always going to be you know the requirement for uh, for a legal person to review a contract at the end of the day, but there'll be a lot of enablement to help that legal person really concentrate on the key aspects of those contracts. 
Yeah, definitely. Certain, certainly some exciting things happening in that space. And just even from maybe your own point of view over the next two, three, four years, what what's exciting you about the space? Um, and, you know, what do you envision seeing happening? For me, it's really just seeing a greater uptake in CLM now across across multiple industries. Um, it's still, I mean, if you look at CLM as a um, as an industry area, the analysts have only been reporting on this for just a few years now. They've only really just started taking an interest. And I think correspondingly, a lot of organizations have only more recently really started taking an interest in what CLM can do for them. So, you know, I'd see a lot more uptake of CLM in the industry. Um, also, obviously, driven by, again by the use of machine learning to really help them and really understand their contracts and, you know, help them negotiate those contracts. But also, as more regulatory change comes out, that will involve contracts. So not only with things like LIBOR, as I mentioned before, but the um, within the UK financial services industry, there's upcoming regulation around the management of third-party risk, particularly around suppliers of software-as-a-service platforms. The best place to understand those suppliers is through the contracts you hold with them. So bringing those into a CLM platform and truly being able to understand those contracts and the relationship between them is going to be key to understanding the risks associated with those suppliers. Brilliant. Yeah, certainly lots of exciting things happening. And really, Howard, I know you're a busy man, so that's really all of the questions I have for you today. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to cover or add? Not really to that. I mean, I think I've covered off a lot there around around CLM. Hopefully it's been useful for everybody listening, obviously. Um, you know, I work for Congress, so please do get in contact with us if you'd like to understand more. Super. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed our conversation and just want to say thanks again for joining us here in The Perspective. Uh, you've really pro- provided some great insights there for our listeners and definitely some food for thought when considering a, a CLM solution. So thanks for that. And finally, yeah, just want to say thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And I look forward to speaking to you all again soon uh, on the next episode of The Perspective. Thanks again, Howard. Thanks a lot, Colm.